Welcome to another episode of Inside Startup Investing. As always, I am your host, Chris Lestrino, founder and CEO of King's Crowd. Inside Startup Investing is a number one podcast for learning about the best startups and investors in the online private markets. If you are a startup investor, this is a show for you. This podcast is powered by King's Crowd's proprietary rating technology that helps us to uncover the best founders and stories that you need to hear about before clicking invest. Now, before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, LawCloud, the premier solution for founders to prepare to raise capital online. Whether you need to file a Form C, a Form 1A, or a subscription agreement, LawCloud provides the lowest cost, easiest to use toolkit for founders to make raising capital online easier than ever. Now, on to today's show. And today, I am joined by the co-founder and CEO of BabyQuip, Bran Meyer. This is a really cool company that I actually got to know several years ago while I was out in San Francisco and went to a pitch demo day um, when she was doing one of her early rounds of funding. And I love the concept and thought it was such a great idea. And it's been amazing to watch their progress as an organization, despite the challenges of COVID, um, and have built a really, really interesting business. As a new dad with a son who's now 10 months old, uh, who lives kind of far from family, this is actually a highly, highly relevant company to me as well. So I'm excited to hop in here and have this discussion. Would you mind telling us a little bit about what BabyQuip actually is and what it does for customers? Yeah, so BabyQuip is the leading national, U.S. national and international baby gear rental business service for traveling families. And we do this as a marketplace platform. So we connect parents who are traveling to, let's say, San Francisco or Santa Fe, where I'm at, to local people who we call quality providers. They, they are the ones who own the baby gear, and they own lots of baby gear, and they deliver it to you where you're staying, be it a vacation rental, a hotel, or maybe your parents' house or, or the baby's grandparents' house. Really simple, and it makes so much sense. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with this concept? Yeah, you know, it's a funny story. And it goes back to about 2012 when I moved from Alameda to uh, Petrero Hill in San Francisco, up the street from Airbnb. And I hadn't planned on this, but I started renting rooms in my house in San Francisco on Airbnb first. And then I bought some vacation rental properties in Santa Fe. And... It got me thinking about this is a whole new way people are traveling as well as a whole new way people are working with the whole gig economy. And I was looking around for businesses that um, might emerge. You know, I've been an entrepreneur um, because my fifth startup, my first was Match.com way back in the 90s. And I stumbled upon uh, somebody coming here from Santa Fe who came to Silicon Valley to at an accelerator where I was advising, and she had a baby gear rental business that was doing good business, $30,000 a year in Santa Fe, which is not a destination like Anaheim or Orlando. I mean, it's a destination, but not really at that scale. And I looked at it, and there was nobody doing it at any sort of scale, and nobody building a brand based on trust and safety. And, you know, Match.com, way back in the 90s, was very much built by brand and safety. Um, so 
I thought, let's give it a try. And we launched in May of 2016. So an Airbnb for baby gear rentals. Um, what I'd love to understand, and, and I imagine is one of the challenges with a business like this, is you mentioned, you know, millennials can be very particular about the gear that they're using and where their child sleeps and how they sleep. Um, so how do you manage to ensure that you have the quality and the type of gear that individuals are looking for when they go to a particular location? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of surprises to this business. So one of the happiest surprises is the strength of our quality provider community. And first of all, they're in market. So they know if they're in an upscale market or a middle market, they're mostly moms, 95% of them are moms. So they kind of know. So they're a lot like you, Chris, you and your wife. So they kind of know what gear the market wants. Then they also lean on each other to talk about it. And of course, we share some stats. You know, we know that the SNU, uh, which is kind of like a smart bassinet for your listeners who don't know, is something a lot of families are really, um, we joke, addicted to. Uh, and so they want it when they travel, not just when they're at home. So we use a lot of data, a lot of trends, but a lot of those decisions are made on the ground by the people who are in the particular destination market and know what customer, what customers they want. One of our growth hacks is we pay them, at least in the U.S., right when they get an order. So if they want to put some inventory on their uh, platform or their page that they're willing to buy, well, when an order comes for that, they get the money and they can go go ahead and pick it up. So a little growth hacking as well. You know, in recent years, I feel as though there's been more concern around marketplace models like Airbnb, like Uber, um, because of, you know, some of the poor economics that some of those companies have shown um, and being deeply unprofitable for many years on end. So what do you think about your model is helping you to build a more sustainable business? Well, you know, for good or bad, we haven't had the big, big venture capital checks. You know, we've raised up until this raise about eight and a half million dollars. And so we've had to be kind of uh, careful about our overall ec economics, right? And so we're not spending tons of money on new things that we don't know about. And so I would say that we're really growing responsibly um, and taking advantage of year after year. We have more suppliers. Our, our, our marketing expenses become more efficient. We're able to form more partnerships. And so while we'll lose some money this year, as a percentage of our overall revenue, it's declining. And I expect that to continue because we're in still somewhat of a, of a tech downturn. So I've got to be looking, you know, that there is a path to profitability. One of our recent efforts this whole year has been to really focus on our stats, our numbers on data. And we're, we're, you know, we're making money on every order and it's getting better over time. So that's pretty exciting for us. The downside of, of one challenge we have is families traveling with children don't do it that often. So the repeat rate isn't quite as high as I'd like. I hadn't thought about that. That's a, a, a really interesting um, kind of dynamic of, of your customer demand. Let's talk about that a little bit. Would love to understand a little bit more what your provider looks like of, of the gear, as well as what is your kind of core customer. 
Yeah. So the quality providers, as I mentioned earlier, are mostly moms. Most of them are stay-at-home moms or working part-time. They can do baby quip with their children. And that's extremely exciting, which means that, you know, I have a mom that dropped out of a good corporate job, had a special needs kid, was kind of thinking, I need to contribute to my family. I need something that I can do. Started with baby quip. And it's she wrote us a, a post in our private community of what a difference baby quip made to her family. This summer, most of them who have orders have brought in uh, over $1,000 to their family that they net. And that's after paying us. And we take from the total order of about 28%. But from their portion, the items and the delivery fee, we take about 22%. So after they pay that, they brought home over $1,000. Now, some of that will go towards gas, some of that will go for equipment, but they tell us all the time, this money makes a difference to their families. A lot of them have college degrees, and you know, a bunch of my corporate team started out as quality providers. And so whenever we have an opening, we go to the community first. And that's great because they already know how BabyQuip works. In terms of customers, they're mostly millennials. We're starting to get some parents that maybe you'd call Gen Zers. They're probably very professional, high incomes, and really love to travel and have made the job. And I think this happened overall. Pre-pandemic, travel was deemed more of a nice to have. I think post-pandemic, travel is considered more of an essential. And so they want to do it, and they want to do it the way they want to do it. Um, in terms of where they're staying, about 40% are at vacation rentals. So, you know, the biggest portion, about 25% at hotels. And the rest, I think, are private residences, mostly grandparents. And so they're a big market for us. Are grandparents customers as well? Grandparents themselves are about 20%, but families staying at grandma's house is about 30, 33%. Got it. And, um, in terms of kind of key items that people are, are most often renting, what is that? Yeah, so so not surprising, cribs, car seats, strollers, high chairs. But we have 10,000 distinct SKUs on the platform and over 50,000 items overall. So, you know, toys is a, is a very popular add-on. And you remember this when you were a kid. You go to a new place, so there's a whole new set of toys. How happy is that? will occupy you for hours, right? And so we, we take advantage of that. Um, things like um, room dividers, baby monitors, potty chairs, baby bath stuff. Uh, but also we're doing things like for kids' parties, and we have now a whole new car category called party, mm. which is to help you if you had, you know. So this might not be for a traveling family. It might be for a local family who wants to have a party for their kid. Um, beach stuff, hiking stuff, pet stuff. Another item that I feel like comes up with parents, obviously, is, you know, cleanliness, germs. Oh, yeah. How is that? So a lot of different ways. As I mentioned, our commitment to trust and safety is extreme. And we've been that way from the beginning. So we actually interview every single one of the quality providers to make sure they know what it's all about and what our values are. Through the onboarding process, we train them on cleanliness and safety. We do background checks on all the quality providers, even though they're not really interacting with kids at all, except for maybe their own. 
um, still, um, we continue to train them on safety and cleanliness. We, of course, get reviews from every single order, and 99% are five stars, and they often comment on cleanliness and things like that. But they also comment on, you know, Babyfoot saved the vacation, or we came to the rescue, and I love this. Um, but I think you could boil it down to one number, and that's our 95 net promoter score, which is like, I can't, it's so high. It's world class. It's better than most brands you could think of. And it's been fairly consistently high. And I think that's a testament to our community and our commitment to safety and cleanliness and hospitality, et cetera. Well, and I, I think it's a, a testament to the fact that you've continuously grown and you can only grow if people are actually satisfied and appreciate uh, what it is that you're offering. Um, to just talk a little bit about the sourcing strategy of quality providers, um, what has been the best mechanism for kind of growing the supply side of the business? Well, well, the good news here is it indicates a bit of a network effect as about 20 to 25% of the quality providers started out as customers. So they see that they can do it, and therefore we're able to recruit them. Uh, we offer our current quality providers referrals, um, and then we do a lot of PR and social media, and people learn about this opportunity. And you know, I think despite the bad name gig economy has, it is pretty common for people nowadays to have a side hustle. And so they're looking around to see which one's a good fit for them, and this one is a particularly good fit for moms. On a national basis, what is your presence today? So we've stopped counting how many markets. It's somewhere over 1,300. But we have 1,850 quality providers, the vast majority of them in the United States, probably about 250 internationally. Those quality providers, are they, you mentioned, you know, they spend some money on gas. So does that mean that the providers will actually drive the equipment to the... Yeah, the, the quality providers handle the whole order from soup to nuts. So after a customer places an order, the quality provider will follow up with them, make sure, maybe upsell sell something, maybe see if there's any questions about the delivery or where it's going. If it's at a vacation rental, they might try and contact the the host to see if they could go in and set up the gear before t before the family arrives. That's a great experience for families. They don't have to deal with that. So they manage everything, um, set it up, clean it, deliver it, pick it up, do it again. The community is crazy. They oftentimes will post photos of how they packed their, their SUV to fit all the cribs and car seats. Now we have some that are operating larger uh, operations that they have vans and additional helpers. Do you think that um, because of the model of the business and the fact that actually you can deliver the gear to the home, um, that that like that need for high density in markets, right? Something like Uber only works if you have more than enough drivers, right? Because you're constantly moving people and you need to have cars available for people to have a good experience. But do you think because of the dynamic of the business that actually not having nearly as high a density can still work very well? And perhaps that's part of making this a better business model? You know, we look at how many quality providers we have in a given market constantly. In fact, one of our initiatives this year is to develop a score because at, now that we have 1,800, I can't look at the map of Los Angeles to see how many QPs and know 
how many of them are really, really good? Or how many of them carry this kind of gear? Or how many of them, you know, are fully available? So we're looking at coming up with a bet. And then what are the demand dynamics of Los Angeles and our growth dynamics in Los Angeles, for example? So we fine tune it all the time. I think the best way to say it is certainly in new markets, as soon as we put in supply, new people, new QPs, we get demand. And then we grow and then we get demand and then we add in more and get demand and it goes back and forth. And I think that's pretty typical marketplaces. I, from the very beginning though, I resisted assigning territories because like Uber and, and Lyft and so on and Airbnb, you need a certain amount to, to build the brand itself. So I'd love to hear from you how you plan uh, to continue to grow the business. What are some of the areas that you're really focused on to help kind of take baby Yes, we have so many opportunities. And the first one is our core U.S.-based baby gear business. We still think there's a lot of upside. Uh, so it will mean recruiting more quality providers, being more fine-tuning markets and demand, testing some awareness building uh, uh, efforts. You know, we think maybe 40% of parents know that you can rent baby gear. So we have a big opportunity to, to build the category as well as baby equip as a leader in the category. So that's, and also getting to scale in the U.S. Last month, we had over 9,000 orders. And in June, a similar amount, very close to cash flow positive, okay? Operating cash flow positive. So that's a good indicator. So we think that we could get subscale. Now there's a lot of seasonality. July is the best month of the year and the next best month will probably be December. You know, um, but but that's a lot of fun. Second thing is, we've been sort of expanding internationally. First, to places like Mexico, the Caribbean, where families, U.S. families, are traveling. So we want to deepen our focus on those areas because Hawaii and Florida right now are our largest markets in Southern California as well. So let's try and capture that, and that means more focus, such as translation into Spanish. We also have a pretty good footprint in Australia. They're getting into their summer season. So we're excited about putting more people there. And then we're looking at Europe um, because, uh, you know, I don't want any competitor to get any bigger than maybe they're starting to get right now copycatting us. So what's not in that. So international is exciting. It's not that expensive for us. But I've also been duly warned that you can get into spending way too much money before you want to. So I'm trying to be careful about that. Then the third thing is either new categories or whole new experiences, such as pets, such as outdoor gear. So pet quip or outquip. I suspect with, with what we'll have to work with, we'll start testing those as categories before flipping them into whole new um separate brands. Outstanding. I love it. So if you are listening in, if you use code KingsCrowd uh, at checkout at babyquip.com, you'll get $20 off your order of $100 or more, which I think is terrific and a great way to test it out. If you are a young parent or whatever age parent um, or grandparent and you want to utilize BabyQuip, you can try it out, which I think is terrific. Uh, always a good way to do your own due diligence. 
Um, I know we're we're proud investors in BabyQuip here at King's Crowd Capital as well, um, and are big believers in the model that you're building. And frankly, your financial performance has spoken too. So congratulations on all the success. Thank you very much for your time today and looking forward to watching the ride. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to use the same tools I do to find amazing founders like the ones I have on the show to power your investment decisions, you can head on over to kingscrowd.com backslash startups to try out our Edge Toolkit for 30 days free. 